Hey you guys, welcome back to the Grip Tape Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Janae, or AJ, whichever one works for you. Um, we are back with another episode, and it's another interview with another one of our fellow challengers, and we are so excited to share this with you. I'm trying to talk softer because I realize that I naturally have a loud voice, and sometimes it sounds like yelling through the mic. So, this is me being calm and trying to suppress the loudness of my voice. <laughs> okay, but today's interview is with Joel Sagrero. So let me read you a little bit about him. So throughout his life, he observed what makes a person who they are through various lenses, such as philosophy, religion, upbringing, and the arts. He sincerely believes that all stories can and should be represented through photography and cinema. Being born in Guatemala is a part of his identity that he truly cherishes because the the astonishing culture of the Guatemalan people is one that has helped him understand others and their viewpoints. Additionally, living in Brooklyn, New York, amongst a mostly Asian population has further helped him foster the belief that differences in culture and identity are valuable and should be shared. It is his personal goal to give voice and power to those who are not represented through his art. First of all, doesn't his bio sound so beautiful? It's like, or maybe it's just the way I read it. I don't know. But it sounds like something like poetry or something in a book. But you guys, today's interview, I'm so excited for. He is a filmmaker and that's what he did his challenge on. Um, It was a challenge to see if he could create his own film. He's usually just the um, videographer, the person behind the camera. But with his challenge, he was able to... um, do all aspects of a production, being the director and being the videographer, being the script writer, all of these things. Um, and that's what his challenge was about. So enough of me rambling. I want you to hear more about this interview. Um, so let's just start with introducing yourself and tell us about what your challenge, like what what was it all about? Uh, so my name is Joel Salguero. Um, my challenge was to become a better uh, film director, uh, in particular, being able to talk to my actors and being able to talk to my crew uh, in an effective manner where I was able to convey my ideas and my thoughts without just rambling about what it is that I wanted to see on the screen. Mm, That is so dope. So you are a (laughs) film director. Yeah. That is amazing. How (laughs) many, like, how many films have you put out? What have they been about? Um, Give me the details. I want to know the specifics. Yeah, of course. Um, So I've been a, um, I've been uh, in film uh, for about three or so years now. Um, I do a lot of freelance work. uh, So making commercials for charter schools, um, making some shoe commercials here and there. um, And just overall, just working with people. Um, One of the big things that I do is uh, on the camera end. So director of photography. So anything you see on the screen, that is my job. And that is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I work closely with a director and, um, you know, we, we sit down for long periods of time, <laughs> uh, too much time actually. And we go over, all right, this is the story we want to see. Um, you know, these are the emotions that we're going to get in these scenes. How do we convey that through the camera? You know, how do we convey that, um, a person is sad without having them go to the camera and be like, I'm sad, you know? Yeah. Um, that's um that's a big part of my job and I've been doing it for you know like I said like about three years now 
most of the films that I've made were in high school. Um, and it was the high school that I went to was a film high school oh. uh, here in Brooklyn. So that's kind of where I got started. That's where I learned all my craft. Um, so a lot of those films are just um, films that we had to make for class. Um, and they came out pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah. No, uh, definitely brag about yourself. <laughs> that, that First of all, to be so young and to be doing something so creative that people wait years and years to even start is just amazing in itself. Um, what really got you interested in film? Besides, I know you said you went to a film high school, but besides that, was there something else that sparked that for you? Um, hmm. I think just being able to understand all the logistics that goes behind making a film because if you go to a movie theater you're watching a film on your computer or whatever mm-hmm. you're like oh wow that looks amazing you know i liked when they did this um and you might just write it off as you know the actors did a great job or um that was a great dialogue you know but behind that one scene there was a whole team of people meeting together for hours upon hours discussing should we have them say this sentence pause for five seconds and then continue or should we just have them say all together um you know and I really like that creative aspect that um um idea that there's no right answer you know um when you're making your own film uh there's so many options and there's no right way of doing it because your vision could be different from my vision, you know? Exactly. And I think that's the most, I think that's the most interesting thing about being in a creative field is there's no right answer. So there's limitless possibilities to that. Um, And since you're doing film and I know that this is such a tedious process of the planning of the film, how do you go about planning a new film? Like what, what does it look like when you're about to start a new project? Um, well, for for the challenge that I did this time, um, I normally don't create stories. You know, mm-hmm. I, I normally um, just work with the director. So if the right if the director is also the writer, mm-hmm. then they're the ones that come up with the stories, and right. I usually just help them create it visually. That okay. is like my realm, right? Um, before this challenge, I wanted to uh, step out of that and say, all right, like. I'm going to be the writer this time. I'm going to be the director. Um, So it was just understanding what do I want to make? What do I want to convey to the audience? Um, What is it that I want to, I I feel passionate about bringing onto the screen? Um, And just all of that. Um, And the whole process was just writing getting a draft done, showing it to somebody, and then rewriting it all over again, and then just constantly keeping that process going. Um, Even to when you're on the set already recording, you might make a change here and there because you didn't, it didn't um, come out how you visualized it. So it's all um, a constant uh, drafting process where you have to keep looking at it and saying, okay, like, is it meeting my expectations? So what, during this challenge, you had a goal. What was the challenges that you faced 
while trying to accomplish this goal? Well, some of the challenges were just, um, it, it was very low budget. <laughs> and, um, you know, when you have such a low budget film, um, uh, first uh, actors are going to start getting a little impatient. You know, they're not getting paid for it. So they might say, all right, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm doing my, my job. But you don't want to push them too much to the point where like, oh, you're not, you know, you're not, you're not paying me. So why do I have to do such a good job? Mm. You have to balance that out a little bit. Um, same thing with the crew. You know, you're not paying the crew. So maybe you pay for their lunch meal. Um, and in return, you're like, all right, you know, I understand that I'm not paying you at all. But, you know, you still have to find a way to get them to give you their max effort mm. and um, 100% of their attention. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest challenges, especially on such a low budget film. Um, and then just another, uh, another challenge is just time management. Um, you might have a location for two hours um, and then you realize like we've been here for an hour and a half and like we're just getting our second shot off. You know, like we're, we're just recording our second shot. Like we have another 30 minutes to get this whole scene done. And especially if it's such a pivotal scene, you kind of just look at yourself and like, I got to make something happen because I can't go over this time, you know? So I think those are some, some of the biggest challenges that, um, uh, you know, I faced and um, yeah. So with the, I think a lot of people can relate to this when it comes to their challenge, having other people involved in their challenge and they're not getting monetary value out of it what incentives can you give someone that you're not paying to motivate them to to help you or to give their full effort um oftentimes it's just um a matter of selecting people that you know are either also passionate about the project or they're just great friends that are willing to help you mm -hmm. um uh, who you select definitely plays a role you know i'm not going to select somebody that i barely know and that isn't passionate about the project either because then they're not going to give me the full effort um and if you do have to i think uh, telling them up front and saying you know i need you to give me uh, uh the most effort you possibly can and you know in return like I'll give you credit on the project or, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, do something to um, help provide as much as I can. So uh, I've noticed that a lot of challengers have faced issues similar to this. And another challenge that they have faced <laughs> during mm -hmm. their challenge was budgeting. And you talked about budgeting was a big, big factor when it came to your project, because um, you were creating a film, which usually there's a higher, um, budget for that how did you go about budgeting um for your challenge and what tips could you share with someone else yeah so uh budgeting for the film i it's it's a pretty difficult thing because unless you know a lot of people like i i got lucky to the point where most of my film was shot outside like in a park mm -hmm. so i didn't have to pay for um you know the the space um only thing i had to look out for was like people walking here and there by the camera but that's about it um 
if like, you know, you're making a film or you're running an event and you need a space, I would definitely say put most of your budget towards renting that space out because then, you know, at least you have the place where you're going to go to. You have a set location. You have something definite in this pro in this project. Um, and then all that other stuff should be budgeting towards um, your people. If you still have the budget for um, paying crew, um, you should definitely do that just to give them an incentive to uh, hustle and, you know, go above and beyond. Um, and honestly, just um, the rest, you know, just transportation and other needs that you might have. Now, if you were to do this again, is there things that you would change about the process? Mm. <clears throat> Probably just my time frame. <laughs> Honestly, um, I didn't get to write my script as as well as I wanted to write it. Um, I didn't. Um, a lot of the things were kind of rushed, mm -hmm. um, and I just didn't have enough uh, a lot of experience with visual effects at the time. Um, so I would have definitely put more time into um, visual effects and understanding how it works. Okay, I totally get that. Um, and so your challenge is over. You've been able to reflect on things that you did, things that you, um, things that you did like and that you didn't like. How has the challenge helped you in the position that you are now? Like, how has it helped your future and helped you grow or what, the learnings that you've learned from that, how has that affected you now? Um, so like I mentioned before, uh, I'm a freelance uh, videographer and video editor. So I work with a lot of clients uh, ranging from, like I said, um, uh, charter schools all the way to um, individual people to large corporations that are just looking for uh, something uh, to create a commercial with. Um, and it's definitely helped me understand what their thoughts are about creating a commercial. They might just throw buzzwords around like we want it to be hip and we want it to be, uh, you know, useful and, you know, this and that. But it's not helping me at all. It's just, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, thank you. Like, you know, I got all these adjectives now, but what's the story? What's the emotion? Like, what do you, you know, like, what are your moral values uh, as a company? Like. You know, how do we market that? Um, you know, just telling me that you want something to be useful, like, okay, thanks. Like, well, like, you know, like, what do I do with that? Um, and just uh, being a director now, it's like, okay, I'll take these, these, um, these adjectives and I'll start creating story on my own, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll start, I'll make like three different stories and then I'll pitch it to them. And if they like it, they like it. And if they don't, then I'll go back to the drawing board and use those buzzwords again that they gave me and try to create something new. Um, I think that's one of the major things that's helped me with um, just understanding the story creating process more and being able to work with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis better. Okay, so moving kind of away from the challenge, I want to dive into... <laughs> what you're doing now as an entrepreneur, freelancer, how, 
how how is entrepreneurship life like how is that um it's very difficult honestly um you know i've always wanted to to have like steady income um just to have in my pocket you know uh, i'm fortunate to have parents that you know even if it's like twenty dollars they'll give me twenty dollars to have in my pocket just in Mm -hmm. case of anything you know i'm very fortunate for that um but I always told myself, like, I, I've never, I've never been a person where, like, I'll ask for something. Like, if I'm at the store with my parents and I like something, I'll keep it in my head. I won't tell them that I, that I like it and that I want it. Um, like, I've always been like, all right, like, you know, I got my money. Like, I'll go buy it. Um, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> um, and I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of youth um, are kind of the same way where, they want something and they don't really tell their parents. So they just like go and buy it with whatever little money they can get. Mm. Um, and I didn't want a regular, um, a regular like part-time job. You know, I didn't want to be working at like a cashier or, you know, <laughs> um, I know Wendy, no McDonald's. Yeah. I get you. Um, it's just, um, uh, I, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not using my potential enough at those places mm. I feel like I, I'm losing a lot of um, my creativity you know I'm, I'm I didn't want to be told to just stand somewhere and take people's orders um, and like I don't want to sound like I'm demeaning these people like you know like it's, it's job it's you know it, it makes it makes their living for a lot of people um, yeah. but for me it was just like I have these skills you know I got to put them to the test I got to I got to use them for something um, so just starting out, um, my first job, I got paid like a hundred dollars for like four hours of a photo shoot. Mm. Um, <laughs> and you know, I was kind of happy. I'm like, Oh, you know, a hundred dollars in my pocket. Like, you know, I'm taking it to the store and you know, I'm getting something to eat. <laughs> um, but then uh, looking back, I'm like, damn, I got swindled on that. You know, I got, <laughs> I got used so badly on that. <laughs> You know, um, but then um, I I had a mentor that um, that put me up to this job. Uh, she said she couldn't do the, the videography job, so she gave it to me. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll go try it out. Um, and then the first day that I showed up, um, the guy's like, oh, so, you know, what's your rate? And I mean, I'm a teenager, so I told them, yeah. like, you know, I, you know, I, I'm I'll do it for like 200, 250. It wasn't that much. It was just recording for like a four hours or so. And the guy's like, hey, you know, I, I've seen your work. Um, I'll give you 400 for the day. And I was like, oh, you know, like, all right. <laughs> you know, I'll take it, you know. Um, I was a high school. I, I, it was my last year of, of high school. So I missed the, I, I missed my school day for that. Um, I'm like $400 for that day, like, so I'll take that anytime, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, just that, that, that moment, it was that moment that made me understand, like, don't undersell yourself, you know? Oh, yes. You know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of starting freelancers, they undersell themselves, especially if you're a high school student, you know, you, you tell yourself, oh, well, you know, I don't have the best equipment or, um, I don't have the best resume. Well, you're providing a service and end of the day, they need somebody to do that service for them, you know? 
Um, and the, I mean, if you look at the prices that these professionals are charging, I mean, your your rate is <laughs> is hell of a lot better. Um, even if you think you're quote unquote overcharging, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, so yeah, it was that moment that made me realize, like, damn, I I could actually make money off of this. I can make, granted, not the best money, but uh, money to just have in my pocket in case of anything that I wanted. Um, and it's very difficult. You're looking for clients out on your own. You know, you're, you you get paid this month, but then next month you're not getting paid. And you're like, oh, damn, like, you know, where's my money? Where's my income? Um, this is very difficult, but it's doable uh, for anybody that really wants to uh, do the freelance and entrepreneurial life. Yeah. I, when I, I started my business in high school too, and sometimes I still like undersell myself mm. and it's just because it's so many people sometimes doing the same job as you. Mm. So you're like, I'm not better than them. Like I can't charge <laughs> that. And you just right. start doubting yourself and self-doubt is one of the worst, like the worst things that you can do. And right. being confident as an entrepreneur mm. is not a, you, it's not a, a skill that you can learn you just have you kind of have to it's something that you have to build and it's over time it's not automatic um but it's it's a great skill to have um and even speaking on that how do you go about finding new clients is it more like are you at a stage now where they find you or Mm -hmm. do you still have tactics on how you pitch yourself for other entrepreneurs that may be listening um so some of the clients that i work with are recurring clients so Mm -hmm. they're people that work in the film industry and they provide a service of creating commercials for other people and they hire me as the cameraman oh so Um, it's a partnership yeah most of the time it's a partnership that i have with those clients um like i've been working with one client for about a year or so now and he's constantly getting jobs where they ask him for his creative input and then he just hires me as the cameraman Mm -hmm. um and you know um I love working with uh, clients like that where they have their vision set and my job is the easier job. I'll just go in and, you know, I'll just uh, shoot everything. Um, that, that, that's one of the better clients I work with. Um, or else if I'm doing a job and um, people see me there with the camera, they might just come up to me and uh, ask me like, oh, you know, like you're the photographer. Uh, and then we just start a conversation from there. I think one of the the most important things is just networking with people. Um, A lot of people are shy or, you know, they don't feel like uh, boasting about their skills or, um, you know, talking about the work that they've done. But um, I always tell people, you know, it's uh, don't think of it as uh, boasting about yourself. Literally just think about it as you telling somebody your resume, you know, what's the difference between, you giving somebody your resume and you just telling it to them, you know? Um, And that's mostly how I get my clients um, network base. um, Just people saying like, Oh, you know, um, I'm throwing a party and I would like to get some photos for it. And I was like, Oh, you know, like, well, I'm a photographer, you know, Um, this is what I do for a living. I send them my website. Um, I'm in the process of getting like small business cards that always get business cards if for anybody listening um just get business cards for your for your brand um it's professional it's courteous and it gives them something tangible to hold and see um but for now i just send it to my website it has a link 
where they can like fill out a form and you know it sends it to me and all that um and just just being open about yourself just telling them what it is that you do and you know Oh my gosh, you guys, did you love it or did you not? Like, I really enjoyed um, this podcast interview as I do every single one of them. But um, he is a dope entrepreneur and a creator. So some just some of the things that we talked about, um, just to retouch, was about what it means to learn how to do things on a low budget. Um, so usually he's used to higher, um, larger budget productions, but his challenge forced him to work with what he had. And you got to learn how to, um, budget in a new perspective, taking care of the event space and your people first. And then if you have any left over, you take care of the other things last, but where you're, if you're having an event or if you're doing a production or things like that that requires a space, you want to make sure that you're using most of your funds toward the space, um, as he said. Um, and then making sure you're taking care of people. And if you can't compensate people, you have to give them an incentive and motivation to still put in their 100% effort, even though they know they're not getting paid. And that's very important. He also mentioned that your brand represents who you are. So you want to make sure that um, that your brand can speak for you even if you're not there. We talked about how he was able to get a lot more opportunities after his challenge because of networking and building connections with people. And because his work speak for himself, he didn't have to be there. So people were recommending him to do projects for their friends and other people that they knew because they, they built a connection with him and his brand was able to speak for himself. We also talked about the drafting process of creating a film or really any project and um, the details that go in with that. I think my favorite part was when he talked about um, being confident in your work and kind of like selling yourself. Um, as people, we often get discouraged and don't want to share the things that we have done, but it's just like if they read your resume. And as he said, it, it's just like when you're, promoting yourself is just like telling someone your resume without giving them a printout copy and I think that we all should start doing that we should all should be more confident in ourselves and our abilities and start not being um cocky or conceited but we should kind of positively brag about ourselves to others to make sure that people know our capabilities what we can do because that can lead to jobs and um opportunities that could change the game for us really um, in this episode, we also talked about entrepreneurship, finding clients, networking events, building your portfolio, um, just things like that. So, um, that's just a recap of what this episode was about. If you guys enjoyed it, please be sure to go give us some love on Instagram at grip taped podcast. We have an Instagram, baby. We are on and popping. <laughs> um, and send us an email on things that you want to see on the podcast. We have lots more interviews coming up. And if you have been a challenger in the past, be sure to send us an email at gt at americaachieves.com. All of this information is always in the show notes and description, but you can send us an email and we can possibly get an interview with you so you can share your story as well. So that's it for today's episode. And I will see you guys. I mean, talk to you guys in the next one.